Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis. I'm the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching and the co-founder of the journal that talks back. You have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching podcast and today is Fridays with Fernie. And today I have my daughter here with me. Fernie, welcome. Hello, hello. Always so what are we? What are we talking about today? So today I have a case study, but uh, I'm going to skip the names because sometimes they get a bit confusing. Okay. So today we have uh, a case about a lady who is a single mother with two children. And, you know, she's a single mother and most of her life revolves around her children. She wakes up in the morning. She makes them lunch for school. Uh, you know, she goes to work, but she gets home and everything's children, children, children. Um, and she feels like she doesn't have any time for herself. She feels like feels like she doesn't have a life beyond her children. Um, and that kind of the most exciting things for her when something happens for her children. And while that's exciting, she kind of wants as well to have a life of her own, but she doesn't even know where to start or where to kind of build in time for that. Um, right. So what would you, what would you recommend? Is she a full-time single mother or does she share custody? Full-time single mother. Full-time single mother. And does she have people in her environment that like, does she have family? Does she have friends? Does she have people around her? Yeah, absolutely. She does have family. Um, she has friends, just doesn't have that much time for them. Okay. So I, I think there are a few layers to this, right? So the first layer is that very often when someone becomes a single mother, they experience some level of guilt. And what do I mean by that is that they have a sense that their kids are struggling or suffering and they have to be the everything to their children and make up for their loss or make up for their pain. And, and so and what they do is they sacrifice themselves in order for their kids to be stable and happy. And it's a good idea to create stability for your kids, especially after divorce. So I'm all in favor of stability for children. However, I'm not in favor of self-sacrifice. Because uh, what ends up happening is that over time, a parent who doesn't take care of themselves, who doesn't make time for themselves, who doesn't socialize, who doesn't create a life, also feels exhausted and uh, has a sense of uh, resentment over time. And it's not a good formula for them or their children. And so what we always want to do is start with beliefs. It's always a very important starting place. I heard that somewhere. Yeah, you heard that somewhere. And so the question is, as a mother, what does she feel are her responsibilities? And you will probably find that one of the responsibilities that she is not taking on is responsibility for her own happiness. And I will say, especially from personal experience, when a mother is happy, kids are happy. When a mother brings joy to the environment, when a mother is having fun, when a mother is taking care of herself, she's substantially more able to take care of her children and has much more bandwidth to deal with whatever it is kids bring to the table. And that's a lot of, a lot of stuff. And so it's really important for parents, single moms, single dads, to carve out time for themselves. And so that could look a number of different ways. A lot of times parents have the belief that their time with their kids cannot be split or it cannot be blended with other people or other experiences, other social environments. 
And so one question is, is it possible to have social time with other parents who have kids, other uh, family members, other single moms, single dads, whatever it is, so that there's an environment of, uh, you know, playfulness, an environment of a socialization, bringing people into the house, inviting guests over, having some kind of uh, an exciting event happening so that parents can socialize, but kids can play. So it's good for everybody. But the second piece of it is every mother, every person needs time on their own. And so it's really important to look at your calendar on a weekly basis and say, how can I make that happen for myself? Do I have grandparents who are willing to take the kids for a few hours every week? Do I have a friend where I can trade off an evening once a week where they would take care of my kids and I would take care of their kids? You know, let's say every second Saturday, can I make arrangements so that my kids are well taken care of while I get a little bit of time for myself, whatever that time is. And it needs to be time that is not only social, but time that a person can exercise or, you know, just maybe go for a walk or just spend time with themselves, journaling, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, a little bit of, of space and free time. But a lot of times parents experience resistance when you encourage them to spend time on their own. As in they provide resistance. They are resistant. They're resistant to the idea that they should take time for themselves. They think they say, I can't, Uh, my kid is impossible to handle. Nobody else could do this, but me, what if something goes wrong? And, and so resistance is an interesting trend that we see in parents, whether they're single or not. And where do you think that comes from? Uh, they, it comes from the idea that they have a very specific concept of the way things should be. And we spoke about this last week, but yeah. when we have a very specific idea of how things should be, then when a new idea comes in, we put our hand, like we block it, right? We just stop. We just say, no, 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 no. We can't do it that way. We resist. And so we often want to look at resistance as, um, as, and look at the underlying beliefs that exist when we see resistance. So what are you resisting? What are you afraid of? What are you thinking could happen that will be horrible, terrible, and awful? Let's and look at that. Let's bring it to the surface. What do you think most parents are afraid of? They're afraid of losing control of their children. I think that's a huge thing. But do you I think, think they ever had control? I don't. I think it's an illusion. Parents think they have control over their kids. They don't. Um, and parents, you know, are terrified to lose further control. And so th- th- they're terrified to lose further control that they think they have, but they don't really have. <laughs> and so it's, it's very interesting um, because, you know, when, when you see, when you see parents who are split up, a lot of fears come into the picture. They have financial fears. They have, you know, their children are moving away from them. They're not spending as much time with them when they're split custody or whatever it is. And you get very scared. All of your fears come to the surface. And a lot of those fears are insecurities. A lot of those fears come from not knowing what's next or not knowing if you have the ability or capacity to handle a new status or a new way of life 
or a new financial reality, whatever it is, we get scared. And when, when our actions are driven from fear, they're never good. The outcome cannot be good. And so when we look at our children and we look at spending every single minute we have with them, ask yourself, is that actually really good for me? Is it good for them? If it's not good for me, it's definitely not good for them. But imagine if it was good for me, is it actually good for them to spend every waking moment with their mom? Maybe not. Maybe not. And so, so what would, what would be the first step in eliminating that fear? Um, you know, one of the things we would help people understand is a healthy mom means healthier kids. And so if a person isn't healthy, if they're lonely, if they're a little bit depressed, if they're overwhelmed, exhausted, if they are stressed, how many single parents are stressed? Probably a lot. Then all of that isn't healthy for the kids. And we know that what parents want for their kids is the best. Right. But if if any of that is at play, then the best isn't present. And so what we want to do is we want to help align a parent's actions with their intentions for their children. You want what's best for your kids. Okay, let's really define that. Is a stressed mom, a stressed, exhausted, lonely mom, the best thing for your kids? So take care of yourself in order to take care of your kids. 100%. 100%. 100%. You know, even there are a lot of a lot of parents who feel guilt going back to work after they give birth. Right? And and I understand that. But the question is, are you going to be a happy person staying at home? Some people are perfectly happy and if if they are, wonderful. But if you're not going to be happy staying at home, if you're going to be feeling like you're not living your life and and contributing to society and engaging, then staying at home isn't a, an ideal situation for anyone. Yeah, absolutely. It's a tough one for sure. It's a tough one. But at the end of the day, again, really, really healthy ki- kids come from really, really healthy parents. Thanks, mom. And so <laughs> it, it's very important as a parent that you take care of your, your mind, your body, your spirit, your soul, your all of it. And, and when you do that, your ability to contribute to your kids is at a much, much higher level. Yeah. I, I noticed that with, you know, kind of all of my relationships, um, family, friends, partner, uh, if I'm unhappy because I haven't been taking care of myself, um, I find that my relationships also start to degrade um, because I'm not in a good place and can't have kind of that healthy relationship as well. Give me an example. What are you referring to specifically? So for me, if I'm not working out, I get cranky and moody and snappy. Um, and if not, you're hungry. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, a, that's an easier fix. <laughs> easier fix. Um, so I, and and sometimes I get mean and uh, not my not my best quality. Um, but, you know, I get kind of I don't think properly and then I do things that I probably wouldn't have done had I eaten or exercised um and so I think you know when you're mean (laughs) it's never good for a relationship um and then that quick fix makes all the difference you start to kind of see everything in a different light you appreciate them more uh it's easier for you to spend time with them and them to spend time with you so it's funny right like a lot of people think that you know as a parent if 
I have to feed my kids first. And that makes total sense, right? Yeah, we may, we have to feed our kids. Uh, but we think that exercise and self-care are luxuries instead of necessities. The truth is they are necessities. They really, really are. And, yeah. and I'm not talking about, oh, you need to go to the spa and get pampered on a regular basis. I'm just saying every single day, you need to carve out some time to take care of your health, your mental state, your emotional state. You need to do that every single day. Yeah, it's really important. It, it's also your life. You're responsible for your life. You need to make sure you're in a good place every single day. Absolutely. Like that's actually your most important job. And if you think about everybody wants to live this amazing life and they think that this amazing life is a function of the money they make or the the job they have or the status they have or even their relationship. And all of that is secondary. It's not as important as their emotional state. And that's the one thing that we have control over. We don't always have control over how our boss will behave in the work environment or how uh, or our relationship status. We don't always have control over all of that, but we do have control over the way we think and the way we feel. And most of us don't take control over it. And really the quality of our life is dramatically increased when our state is better for more of the time. We don't think about it that way. Absolutely. And right. it definitely doesn't only apply to single mothers. It applies to everyone. A hundred percent. And for me, from a coaching standpoint, what do I want to do with my clients is I want to teach them that the quality of their lives is a hundred percent dependent on how they think and how they feel. And that is something they have control over. They don't realize they have control over it. They don't know how to take control over it, but they have control over it. And so the minute you realize I have control over these things and I can significantly increase the quality of my life, it's mind blowing. It's amazing <laughs> to learn. And that goes for single mothers too, for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's great advice. And thank you. Thank you for asking the question. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm interested in the way that our conversations are flowing these days. It's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it a lot. For those of you who are listening, I hope you're taking care of yourselves. I hope you know that your single greatest strength or your single greatest area of control is to take care of the way you think and the way you feel. But I'd love to hear from you. Send us some comments, send us some feedback. And if you have a subject you'd like us to discuss on the podcast, reach out to us. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. Fernie, how do people reach out to you? Please email me. So my email is Fernie Cotliar. That's F-E-R-N-E. K-O-T-L-Y-R at live.com. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please like, please share, please reach out and we will see you next week. Have a great week. Bye.